Good Erev Shabbos. I want to share with you an amazing insight from Rabbi Meyer Schwab of Beis Yaakov, Denver. For all of you Denver graduates with me on Torah Simacha, I hope you really enjoy this refresher. After Avraham Avinu died, Yaakov prepared lentil stew for his father Yitzchak. We all know the story. Vayazat Yaakov nazir, vayavo Esav ayef. Yaakov was cooking the stew, and Esav came in from the field exhausted. Esav demanded some of the stew. Yaakov asked him to sell his birthright, the special responsibilities that a firstborn had of service to Hashem. Esav declared, he's at the point of death anyway. He has no use for the Bechorah. And the exchange was made. At the end of it all, the Torah tells us, V'yakov nasan la'isav lecham unezid adashim, v'yochal v'yesht v'yakam v'yelech, v'yivez Esav esa Bechorah. Yaakov gave Esav bread and lentil stew. He ate and drank, he got up and went away, and Esav scorned the birthright. Chazal learned from the word ayef, exhausted, that he was ayef min ha'averos, exhausted from sinning. They tell us that the first four actions of Esav, vayochal, vayesht, vayakam, and vayelech, allude to four major sins Esav did on that day. Adultery, murder, denying the existence of Hashem, and denying tchias hamesim. Yet the only sin explicitly mentioned in the Pasuk is the fifth, Vayivez Esav es habachora, and Esav scorned the birthright. If Esav committed four other horrific sins that day, why does the Torah not mention them? If the Torah only tells us about scorning the birthright, the implication is, is that this is the worst of them all, the only one that bears mentioning. How can the Torah equate scorning the birthright with four of the most serious transgressions? The answer comes from Rabbi Schwab's father, Rav Shimon Schwab, and it's incredibly relevant to parents today. He said that as long as there is a chance of a person doing teshuva, then even his most serious sins can potentially disappear. When there's a possibility of repentance, sins are not the end of the world. But as soon as a person loses his sense of self-worth, his self-respect, the potential for him to turn his life around dissipates. Teshuva comes from a feeling of, I can still get this right. I can reconnect to Hashem. I have the potential for a different life. But someone who thinks of himself as nothing, someone who loses all self-respect, is unlikely to turn his life around. And so the worst moment in this terrible day for Esav is when he gave up his birthright, the special privilege innate in being a firstborn who could serve Hashem uniquely. Rejecting the birthright was Esav rejecting any future connection to spirituality. Once he scorned this birthright, he reached his point of no return. The Kutzka Rebbe famously said, Worse than the sin itself is the despair that follows the sin. The only Avera the Torah needs to tell us about is Esav's rejection of his potential. That was his death knell. This lesson is incredibly important for us. Children and teenagers can be so quick to believe that if they've done something wrong, they're lost. Sometimes teachers even give a message that certain behaviors impact a person irrevocably, and a sensitive child believes that he sinned to the point of no return. Unfortunately, a kid who feels shame to this level is rarely going to tell his parents about it, so we may never find out directly. We need to proactively tell our children, Neshama shenasatabi tahorehi, we're each given a pure soul. We always have a connection to Hashem. A Jew who has sinned, Yisrael who, he's still a Jew. It's never too late and we are never too far gone. We really need to explicitly tell our kids they can tell us anything and we'll be okay listening. There's nothing they can do that can diminish our love for them and there is nothing they can do that will weaken Hashem's love for them. 
as long as they know they have inherent goodness, inherent spirituality, inherent potential, there is hope and a path towards the future. And that is everything. Have a wonderful Shabbos.